0: Good afternoon, folks, and welcome to Fifth Street Sports on iHeart Radio, also on the American Forces Radio. Well, folks, today it's a Tuesday afternoon in beautiful Las Vegas. a little cloudy today, but we have a lot of sunshine in the room because we have Mr. Alan Michaels from On Pit Road Racing and, of course, my other co-host, Oklahoma Brian. We're going to go through a lot of things today, but... Before we get to, I I was going to ask Alan a couple of questions here in the next segment about the Chili Bowl and things like that. But, Brian, I got to tell you, we got a lot of tweets yesterday, and there's another thing I've I've asked you before. I don't understand it. We did really bad yesterday on all of our picks. You know, we had uh, Dallas under Alabama first quarter, first half, uh, Orlando lost, Memphis lost, and everybody kept saying, wow, Frank, like your picks took us to the cleaners. And I don't understand it because I owned a cleaners for 25 years here in Las Vegas and nobody ever brought me anybody. Why do they say, take me, took them to the cleaners? None of these people ever got brought to me, you know,
1: <laughs> is that, uh, is that offensive to cleaners?
0: Yeah. Like why do they pick on us? Like what happens? Like, you know, let's say we gave a guy an O for five day and I said, wow, Frank, I got taken to the cleaners. Well, I owned a cleaners for 25 years and I said, I take that personally, like Why? What did I do as a cleaners?
1: Yeah, they would never say they took him to the optometrist
0: or they took him to the the gynecologist. They took him to the shrink (laughs) that to the cleaners. I mean, I don't understand it. And then meanwhile, nobody ever pulled up with the busloads. and said, Here's a bunch of guys we're bringing to you that uh, so and so said to bring him to the cleaners. So I I could I could just never understand it. But maybe, maybe the thing,
2: <laughs> maybe the expression should be. Maybe you think this, Brian? How about we we taking them to the outhouse, man? You know, <laughs> you, get I mean, it? I, you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> you know, I always kind of took that personally. But yeah, yesterday we took a little bit of a bath, folks. We apologize. We'll try to get on track. Uh, Brian, we we got about just say a little quickly. Like, how's your day going out there in Oklahoma? We got twenty seconds.
1: Well, it's better than last night. I can say that. Uh, Florida Rick is still missing an action. Uh, I don't know. Uh, must have been a rough night uh, for him. I haven't seen him yet today, but uh, we hope to improve. Things can only get better, right?
0: Well, I mean, uh, after last night's pick, the way he said under, he might you might do, want to do a body search in the Okeechobee River, uh, Okeechobee out there. Anyways, folks, Fifth Street Sports will be right back. Alan Michaels, Oklahoma Brian. See you in just a few minutes.
3: so, if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket.
4: 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. 932 1749 That's 800-932-1749.
5: Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight, guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780.
4: 325 1780 That's 855-325-1780
6: backyard's looking great, Rob. Thanks, man. I was planning on adding a deck, too. Know any good contractors? Why don't you just ask HomeAdvisor? Home what? HomeAdvisor.com. You just tell them about your project, and they match you with local pros that can do the job. Nice. Now, how much does it cost? Oh, HomeAdvisor's totally free to use. Plus, you can read customer reviews, check pricing, and book appointments for free. What's the website again? HomeAdvisor.com. Or just download the free HomeAdvisor app. HomeAdvisor.com. Limitations apply.
0: We're back, folks, on iHeartRadio and the American Forces Network. Also, you can find us on facebook.com forward slash Fifth Street Sports. Today, folks, we uh, we are. I'm joined all always with my co-host Oklahoma Brian, but we have a special guest for you on pit road racing, Mr. Alan Michaels, who is going to discuss with Brian because it looks like Brian's going to be attending this thing, and Alan is the expert, and we're talking the Chili Bowl.
2: That's right, man. We uh, Brian, we're getting started, man. We're just about a. Really, about 35, 40 days away from all the big major series is all starting up for uh, 2019. But, you know, the big kickoff at the first of the year is down at your area, man, the Chili Bowl. And I read a press release yesterday over 300 entries. And uh, you brought something up that uh, Dale Earnhardt's granddaughter is going to be racing in this thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if she's, I don't think she's really a contender to win the. Um, you know, with the when the A level or whatever the, the top level is. But it looks like she's been a good a really good driver at the uh I guess whatever I guess the, I guess it would be the go-kart series. Right. Um and now she's moving into midget cars, so it'll be a little bit of a of a transition for her. But people say that she's a really talented driver, kind of uh runs in the family, I suppose. Well,
2: I guess you know it is. You know what and the surprising thing what's really cool about this, Brian, is is that not only uh, you know, you get the dirt track drivers that, you know, run the circuits with the midgets, with the world of outlaws. But you've got people from uh, NASCAR, from uh, both the Cup Series, from the Monster Energy Cup Series that are in on this thing. You've got from the Xfinity Series, uh, from the Camping World Trucks. There's a couple of indie drivers that have logged into this. This is really a, a prestigious race to get kicked off. And uh, I know you're going to it. I've got it on my bucket list for next year. But I'll tell you, look out for those NASCAR guys, man. You know, they, they run that asphalt. You know, they run that asphalt. But, boy, when they get ready to sling that dirt, they're ready to go, man.
1: You would be, or maybe you wouldn't be, but a lot of people would be amazed at the ticket prices to see this uh, this Chili Bowl event. If you could even get your hands on a ticket, you're, uh, you're going to pay, uh, you know, multiples of the face value on the tickets if you don't already have them. By the time the event starts, it's actually a really, really tough ticket to get and uh, surprise.
2: Yeah, and you know, I read too that they've uh, they've expanded this to a five day. And I was on the Chili Bowl's, uh website yesterday, and the uh, the Friday and Saturday night is sold out. And I mean, there weren't very many tickets because it gets kicked up underway, uh, you know, with qualifying rounds on Tuesday and Wednesday. And there were a few tickets available for that and Thursday night, but for the main events, it's it's going to be like going to a uh, you know an NFL game or a rock concert or everything else. You better be you better have a handful of cash in your pockets because this is a big. Prestigious thing. This really gets the racing season kicked underway down there.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh it's the craziest event if you ever get a chance to uh to attend it. It's uh it's indoors, right? So it's I believe it's the only midget race of the entire circuit that they race indoors. Yeah. And uh it's uh it's it's run in a building that was basically built to run a um a oil and gas exposition back in the seventies. Right. And the, uh, that, that convention left to go to Houston in the seventies and they needed a, uh, you know, it's, it's, it still serves as the main kind of fairgrounds for, for the Tulsa state fair, but somewhere along the way, somebody decided it would be a clever idea to run a, a car race inside of this uh, building. And it makes for just the most surreal atmosphere to ever watch a, uh, a car race in person that the the you know the noise levels are through the roof and then you've got the issue of fumes building up in the building as a result of of running race after race so uh it's a definitely a a one-of-a-kind experience
2: the exhaust system has got to be something uh unbelievable i know at one time in bristol at uh, which they nicknamed the last coliseum at bristol tennessee at bristol motor speedway you know bruton smith and everybody at smi was talking about putting a dome on that and then osha came in and said i don't think so you know i mean so the exhaust system down there has got to be something because you know you're running high performance high octane fuel and like you said this is race after race after race i mean heat you know heat races and everything else to get to the main events of the uh, of the classes so i'm looking forward to it i think have you ever been to the Before,
1: yeah, yeah, I've been about uh three or four times. It's uh, it's a ton of fun every Every time I go, I think, man, I should be doing this more often. And I don't, I don't know the first thing about you know about this uh level of racing. I just, it's just uh kind of mindless fun. There's a lot of beer drinking, I will say that, yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, Hey, but Brian, speaking of
0: speaking of going, because I'm going to get jealous now this year. Are you going with Fifth Street Sport credentials where you're going to be in the skybox with all the big shots, drinking champagne and watching this? Or are you still going to be with the little people?
1: I'm going to be with uh, the little people, specifically a couple of 10 year olds. (laughs) But but, but let me ask.
0: But why don't you go in with our Fifth Street credentials and get in, get uh, the top level seat there?
1: hey uh make a phone call see if you can make it happen i will uh i will represent fifth street if you can uh, arrange for that i'm uh boy willing for sure i mean
0: i was gonna get jealous over this but and I was just hoping that they didn't put you on the b list but you should be able to get in um easily with fifth street credentials press uh, press uh,
2: you know, maybe we'll get home today. Maybe I'll send something down to see if I can't get you hooked up for a media pass there. But you know what, Brian? I really think where you're going to be at, there's some times to where. I go to events and I'm up in the media center and this or the press box area, and I want to be down there with the fans. You know what I mean? I want to be down there where okay. they're eating chicken wings and drinking beers and hooting and hollering for their favorite driver. But we'll see what we can do. We'll get e- we'll swap some emails before the end of it. But uh, I think you're going to see okay. a great. I think you're going to see a great event. Like I said, I looked yesterday and over 300 entries into this thing from all across the country, across the world, come to this. So it's going to be it's going to be some great racing down there in Tulsa. That's for sure.
0: But, you know, I know, I know, Brian, you talk about fans, Brian, you're a, you're a, you're a big time fan and you're passionate and you get into it. There was a story. I mean, you can, you know, we can talk about this, but wasn't there a story one time where you actually wore like a bag over your head, like the old New Orleans Saints fans? Was it at a basketball game that you were, you were um, kind of heckling a, a certain coach or a certain team?
5: Where did
1: you hear this story?
0: You told me that that (laughs) you went down there and you wore a bag, right? You told me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So in the early days of the Tulsa shock, uh, (laughs) I'm embarrassed to tell the story, but I'll tell it. I have no no shame. Uh, Nolan Richardson was was the coach and uh, the franchise moved from Detroit to Tulsa and they were going to, they named him as the head coach and they were going to kind of adopt his 40 minutes of hell mentality, you know, full court press and the like. And this didn't go over well with the girls on the Detroit team. And a lot of them asked for trades or retired. They went to play in Europe. By the time the franchise got to Tulsa, they were the defending champions of the, uh, of the WNBA. And they had like a shell of their team. So he didn't care. He built this team with uh, players that, that wanted to run his type of basketball and they were so bad. They were the worst team in the WNBA. And I actually did enjoy going to the games because I lived downtown near the arena. Tickets were cheap. Uh, this all so it kind of reached its... Uh, and I, I, would, I would kind of give them the business. You know, I didn't like them uh, too much. And uh, at one point, I went to a... There was a national TV game on, uh, you know, like a Thursday afternoon. And I sat right behind the bench with a bag on my head. And... <laughs> It, uh, it made him so mad and I was right in the you know right whenever the camera would look at the uh, at the uh, bench there I was and uh, during the timeouts he would talk call plays, but he would kind of just glare at me <laughs> and uh it's pretty funny there was a uh interview I did with with uh you know a uh, local uh, news channel that's uh kind of went viral with i did the I did the entire interview with a bag on my head Let's see if I can pull uh, <laughs> that up right there. Yeah, it's pretty funny.
0: Wow! So, uh, and do do you remember if they ended up winning or losing that game?
1: Oh, no, they, they they won almost no games that year. They were <laughs> uh, they were horrible, and they're still not. They actually left after about six years in Tulsa. They're now in uh, in Dallas, Dallas. Wow! Franchise.
0: Well, guys, listen. We started here with uh, the Chili Bowl, and we t- uh, ended up with Brian uh, looking like a New Orleans Saints fans at the Tulsa Shock games we come back, we've got to take a small time out. When we come back, Brian and I are going to recap a little bit of the movement on the, these NFL games, you know, a little early week movement, uh, what we think about some of the, you know, a little recap of what we think of some of the plays. And we'll also get back with Mr. Alan Michaels from On Pit Road Racing. Be back real shortly. Hi, folks. We're back on Fifth Street Sports. I'm Frank Perez with Oklahoma Brian, my co-host. And we have Alan Michaels from On Pit Road Racing in the House. We're brought to you by Sports Byline USA. Also on the Ameri- on iHeartRadio and the American Forces Network. At Twitter and Facebook. Also at FifthStreetSports.com. You can catch us on all of these places, in all of these places. Hey, Brian, you know, we were... Um, Gosh, I was talking to Alan here, like in between the breaks. So, but you never mentioned how much is uh, one of the these tickets
1: going for? Um, I think the, I think that the price, the the actual like ticket price, is probably in the sixties or seventies. If you uh, wait, and it depends on the weather and and how big the uh, demand is. But I've seen tickets go for uh, for twice. Base value many times. I've been probably four times, and I think one time I had an easy time getting a ticket. The other three times it was a hassle. But in the funny thing is, there's not many ticket brokers there because it's not the kind of event that stands out in ticket brokers' heads. So it was like one or two ticket brokers. They're doing a ton of business at this event, and uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a fairly tough ticket. I got a question for Alan, and then I want to at some point we got to recap last night's game is as humbling as that may be but um while we're on the subject of of the chili bowl alan the um the guy from oklahoma that won the one that Chili Bowl last year christopher bell i know he was the rookie of the year in the xfinity series last year right and uh he's uh property of joe gibbs racing and it looks like they you know they don't have any openings uh how does that typically work in nascar is he pretty much the is does he pretty much have no ability to move up to the monster energy circuit unless he's like, do do they trade drivers? Or if there was a, like, for example, that uh, the 41 uh, car, could he have signed on to drive that car or would his affiliation with Joe Gibbs have prevented that I, I don't understand how that works
2: well it's sort of you know in like uh, brian and you know contracts and everything else you know a driver is signed to a contract whether it's a year deal a multi-year deal or whatever but you know now in motorsports it all comes down to who's bringing money and who brings money to the table is really i mean richard childress said this years ago when i interviewed him you know if you're going to go racing with your own money you're going to go broke real quick i mean that's what sponsorship is for and uh, You know, so Bell is looking at money. I mean, he was out here and ran the K&N series at the dirt track last year at NASCAR Weekend. So I think it all, a lot of this all comes down to money. It's, it's talent. It's not as much what talent used to be. It's what you can bring to the table, the money that you're going to bring. For instance, when Danica Patrick got a ride with Stuart Haas Racing in that number 10 machine, she brought almost $20 million from GoDaddy along with her, you know? So that's, you know, it all comes down to paying the bills. I think you're going to see Christopher Bell racing. Um, I think you're going to see him racing. I think it just, it, you know, once you get locked into a contract, you're into a contract. That's that. That's pretty much it. And the owner is going to live up to the contract unless the sponsor says we're out of here. And even now, today's, and, and today in motorsports, sponsors are more lo- – more, uh, uh, to stay with the people or with the driver. They follow the driver. Uh, just a real quick thing. When when uh, Kevin Harvick uh, took a hold of uh, Richard Childress Racing, they had Budweiser one. When he moved over to Stuart Haas, Budweiser went with him. Anheuser-Busch went with him. And of course, they put Bush on the car. That's who they wanted on the car. So... They're they're more loyal so much not too much to the team owners anymore. They're loyal to the driver. The driver is the guy is the spokesman. The team owner you know puts the team together, runs the team, makes sure that the bills are paid. But the driver is the front man. He's the guy that's popping. You know he's the guy. So I think Bell's going to end up somewhere before the year's over. With maybe he goes back to trucks. Maybe he goes back to Xfinity. I said on your show last week that that uh that Daniel Suarez, where was Daniel Suarez going to go? Well, there was rumors talking about going to Stuart Haas. Well, they officially made it official yesterday. He's taking the 41 ride. So Daniel Suarez, who was with Joe Gibbs, his contract was over. Stuart Haas picked it up. He's bringing money with him, so he's going to run the 41 car. It's all well, about hurt. the money, Brian. It's all about the money.
0: Speaking of money, Brian, speaking of money right now, I'm a lot lighter yesterday because I went with uh, – because, see, right now, I mean, you know – We've been talking about racing, but I'm hearing some music in the background and it looks like we're going to have to face it on this uh, Clemson, Alabama debacle. I weigh about maybe two ounces less and they were all 20s and 50s. So I've lost two ounces, but it was all in my from my pockets. Uh, What do you think about the way this debacle played out yesterday in in the championship game?
1: Well, there's no. There's no uh, way around it. Clemson's the better team. Clemson deserved to win. And, uh, you know, the the total, I still think the under was right. I know you were razzing me halfway through the game, uh, giving me a hard time about the under. I actually think the under was right. I think you've played this game, you know, 100 times. I think the game goes under more than it goes uh, over. But, man, how much money do you think? Well, he's, uh, he's not going to be in the draft this year because he still has one more year. Football, but how much money do you think Tua cost himself if he if he was going into the draft this year? Oh wow! uh, You know
0: he should he should like he reminds me of uh, Bitcoin. You know, from last December (laughs) to this December, I think he went down almost the same as Bitcoin when it was at nineteen eight. Now it's at what thirty five hundred.
1: That's a great analogy.
0: It's amazing how one marquee game like this can make you look so like hey, you guys, hold the checkbook, hold the checkbook. Maybe this guy is
1: not going to be the answer, you know? It's incredible because all all throughout the year, he's looked like an NFL uh, quarterback. He sees the field well. His arm looks strong. And last night, he looked like a a shell of himself. That was, um, you know, and it wouldn't have been any better with the other quarterback. It was just a class. I kind of thought that's, some of the things that LSU was going to be able to do in the, in that LSU Alabama game, I thought they would be able to kind of, you know, blitz from a, uh, some unconventional angles, change up coverages and, and try to confuse them. Uh, they just never had a chance to do that. And Clemson did that all night long to him. And of course the Clemson offense is just absolutely unbelievable. And those both of the key players, the, the quarterback that looks like Jeff Spicoli and the, uh, <laughs> The the freshman, number eight uh, receiver, they're going to be there for a few more years. They're going to be a – it kind of looks like we're looking at an Alabama-Clemson final for for the next few years at this point.
2: Let me ask you this, Brian. Do you think Alabama came into the game with maybe big – Big head swollen that they thought, ah oh, man, we're going to knock Clemson out of here. We've been tough all year long, and they underestimated Clemson. And, and I mean, and I you know I caught the last half of the game, and I mean, it didn't look like Alabama's defense could do anything with Clemson's offense. I mean, they, I mean, it's roll tie for Alabama, but it looked like last night it was roll Clemson last night.
1: It was, uh, it was ugly. No, I just think, I just think that Clemson was the better team. I, we, we all year we've kind of. We have kind of wondered how good is Alabama because as good as the SEC was, they had the easiest possible schedule you could ever have in the SEC. Uh, They played, with the exception of the LSU game, where they they go on the road, all of their decent opponents were at home. They didn't really play any really great defenses. Uh, You know, they got up on their opponents. They were always scoring on their opponents in the first minute or two of the games. They were always kind of running downhill, and they just ran up against – I think a better version of themselves uh, last night. By the way, uh, Alan, props on the uh, orange shirt. I don't know if that was by <laughs> design or just. A, a but, uh... Yeah, well, you know. Hey, but but
0: but Brian, but, but we mentioned it. But you know, it's shame on us with this Clemson. Clemson reminds me of a team, or like a girl. Like you know, you're in a classroom and you see a girl in the back. You know, that's wearing glasses and never really does her hair or nothing like that. So you don't really pay attention to her. Then all of a sudden, one time for a big event, she takes off her glasses, does her hair, puts on her makeup, and she was the most beautiful girl in the room by far, but we we just didn't take the time to actually notice on this, this Clemson all year long. Nobody noticed them.
1: I think that's a little bit overstating. I mean, we knew they were one of the top two or three teams in the, in the country. I just think we assumed that Alabama was one of the greatest teams of all time, and, and Alabama would have their way with uh, Clemson and And the reality is, uh, I think Clemson's ahead of Alabama. They lose a lot of key players on the defensive line, but I think they have 16 starters returning next year. Alabama has a tremendous recruiting class, and it's hard to see either one of those teams not being in the, the championship next year.
2: I had a question for you. How do you think this whole bowl playoff thing is going to work? You know, there's a lot of speculations that they need to increase the teams. Do you think that they should leave it the way it is? Or do you think that they should sort of maybe go back to the old format? I I, I just like to have your opinion on it.
1: Well, unfortunately, they did meet yesterday and it, it looks like they're not going to expand. I think that, you know, in terms of, of crowning the champion, the, the true champion, this system works fine. There's no doubt in my mind that we awarded the championship to the best team uh, of the year last night. And I think the current system is adequate in terms of identifying the, the, the true champion. The problem is it's not representative of the of the country. You know, there's fans that are football fans, you know, that are diehard college football fans on the west coast and the northeast and the north and I mean, this format is so uh, structured to only include, you know, two SEC teams, uh, an ACC team, a Big 12 team, and maybe, you know, one other team, either a a Notre Dame or a a Big 10 team. It's, It's just not an inclusive system, and I don't think that's a good thing for the sport. So I think it should be expanded. The reason it's not being expanded is because the TV deal has another, I think, another four or six years on it and they know that if they wait when it's time to negotiate the next TV deal, they're going to get maximum dollars for, uh, you know, for expanding the field from four to eight. Yeah. And uh, it's sad. I think it's bad for the sport.
0: Well, Brian, thanks for that, buddy. That was a great recap. Anyways, folks, we got to take us a little bit of a break, but just a small timeout for three minutes. We'll be back. Fifth Street Sports, Oklahoma, Brian Allen Michaels on pit road racing. Stay tuned.
5: Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063.
4: 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others.
0: Hi, folks. We're back on Fifth Street Sports on Sports Byline USA, and also on iHeart, also on the American Forces Network. My name is Frank Perez. I'm joined with Oklahoma Brian, and on Pit Road Racing, we have Alan Michaels here. Well, Brian, today uh, this is segment three where we got to come up with a few of the selections. You know, I, I saw some pretty sharp money today. I mean, I know you're going to disagree because you've been a little bit of uh they can't you know a little bit of this Homer Cleveland fan, but. Can you give these Cavaliers enough points even at home to, to, to do the job?
1: You know, this is an interesting matchup. Uh, someone pointed this out to me this morning. This is actually a meeting of two teams in the NBA with opposite characteristics. This is the team who has the best record in the first quarter versus the spread versus the team with the worst record versus the spread in the first quarter going to head-to-head in this game. And Cleveland's actually the, Using that logic, Cleveland's actually the team you'd want to be on in this. They're actually the, uh, despite the fact that they're a miserable team, they're the best team in the league uh, against the spread in the first quarter. And Indiana is the worst. How about that?
0: Wow, I did not know that. So, but what do you think about for the full game? You think 10, giving Cleveland 10 at home is going to be
1: enough? Well, despite the fact that we haven't uh, seen Florida Rick to uh, verify his uh, the fact that he's still with us I think uh, the two of us got a text from him in the last few minutes with this game and he actually has Cleveland as a uh, play as a play tonight plus 10 in this game. oh yes so, I, I, uh,
0: I just got the message You're, b- believe it or not I and I, I swear I picked this game right out of the hat Meanwhile Florida Florida Rick is coming in on 504 Cleveland plus 10. Cleveland yeah. plus 10. And uh, I see Brian, he also came in. And what's that look like? My, uh, 508, My, Miami minus two, right?
1: Yeah, that's funny. He's picking a couple of teams coming off of uh, shellacking in the NBA. But that's typically a great way to bet the NBA. That's One thing we know is that the the, uh, the public tends to overreact to uh, dramatic decisions. And uh, sharp bettors are actually drawn towards uh, – teams coming off bad efforts so yeah Miami uh it's an interesting spot Florida Rick loves to point this out this is a real uh cat and mouse check and hide type team they play terrible against bad teams but they really get up for good teams so they are going to be playing a Denver team who's I believe coming off a loss uh just a day or day. I think they lost to Houston last night right Yeah, Uh, but still the number one seed right at this point in the West and a a phenomenal team going to Miami should be interesting uh, game. He likes Miami minus two on the surface. I'm surprised to see Miami is a two point favorite, but uh, yeah, I'm going to roll with uh, Florida Rick. Oh, yeah. I mean, I
0: I I stick with it. I'm not superstitious or anything, but I've noticed, you know, and then I just kept track of the last five Mondays. We. And I don't believe it because, you know, I mean, like our, like like our handicapping and our things don't, don't realize that it's Monday or Tuesday, but we always, we've had terrible Mondays almost every single week. And then we always get back on track Tuesday. I don't know if it's just a, you know, it's a small sample size, but Mondays, we seem to run pretty bad.
1: That's true. I've noticed that for a while. Uh, yeah. Well, it can't be any worse than yesterday. That's all. I hopefully... If you still have a bankroll left after yesterday, this should be, a good, uh, should, be a, should be a good day. Now, do you have anything in the NBA that sticks out to you?
0: Yeah, yes. As a matter of fact, here, let me take a look, because
1: I'm going to go with those two
0: plays, but I had a little taste of something myself. And um, I was looking at, I think that the over in the New York Knicks uh, Golden State game to me, Looks like a pretty decent play. I think the Knicks, you know, they scored 119 against the Lakers on the road. I think that this, I, I think the game lands on 245, 248, right around there. So I like over in the Knicks and Golden State. And believe it or not, I, I actually did my own work on this one, and I saw it in a couple of decent accounts. So, I mean, I'm giving myself uh, some kudos.
1: Well, they will be with Enos Canner on this game, unlike the uh, London game where he's announced that he can't. Play. Have you been following that story with Anis Kanter? He's uh, no, fearing, no. Ki- fearing kidnapping or assassination in their exhibition game in London next week. So he's uh, he's not going to make the trip. He's, uh, you know, he's a he's a pretty well known dissident of the of the Turkish president Erdogan, and he's uh, in fact he had his passport removed or you know <laughs> uh, taken from him. It was he was he was basically he was. Do you remember the Tom Hanks movie, uh, The Terminal, where he's a uh, Tom Hanks is a fictional guy stuck in the airport without a passport because his country dissolved. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. no, I didn't. Croacia, K- by the way. Uh, that was essentially uh, that was Edis Canner this past off season, and actually, I think it's 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 a fascinating story. I don't disagree with him, but he's uh, yeah, he's come out and said that his thing he thinks that his life is. Uh, is in danger if he makes the trip to uh, london because the uh, turkey has so many spies and and you know, operatives there they might be able to get him interestingly hito turkoglu remember uh turkoglu from a long nba career played about 15 years i think in the nba he's actually he's actually an advisor to the uh, president in turkey and he's come out and really slammed uh for for these uh statements and taking this position but uh kind of interesting to see the you know world of geopolitics enter enter the nba
0: speaking of the country of turkey is is turkey was that the place where the uh that one big political figure got assassinated in saudi arabia or was that another country i've, I've you know that big they had a oh, big deal yeah, with sure the, yeah. was yeah. it was it from was turkey yeah. So really, so, I mean, yeah, yeah. Was, with what happened to that guy and then, you know, you're talking about this guy, being, you don't really want to be like a big political figure and go on the road if you're from Turkey, right? It
1: doesn't. Well, but that definitely wasn't the Turkish government. That was a Saudi government that uh, it just right. happened to be that he, he was in in their uh, consulate office in uh, in Turkey. But yeah, I. I. I I agree. Probably not the safest uh, road trip. Uh, no, 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 no. But let me ask
0: you. So we have Florida Rick coming in on Indiana plus 10, Miami minus two, which you like both plays. So do I. I'm, I've done my own originating on, uh, which I, if I win this game, I'm going to actually give myself a round of applause because I don't originate much NBA. Is the Knicks and Golden State over? And before we move on to a little NFL, you got anything uh, in baskets that we, you want to release today? And the NBA or college? Either, either, either one. Just, this is talk you can bet on.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be a homer of this next pick. I like Oklahoma City to bounce back after a really uh, humili- humiliating loss on Sunday night to the Washington Wizards. They get a chance to redeem themselves at home against uh, Minnesota tonight. They're an eight-point favorite. And I think that they answered the bell tonight. I think that uh, I like Oklahoma City minus the eight tonight. Good. So we got
0: four plays. Uh, I I hope you're taking note about this. I, I, I'm listen, I'm learning oh, a yeah. lot.
2: This is. And I had a question for you. You know, I was watching, I think it was Sports Center or something last night, and everybody's talking, we'll move from NBA to college a little bit. What about Kansas? I mean, what, they've been whacked four or five times Mm -hmm. this year. Kansas, I think in the preseason, was an upper favorite to win it. And, I mean, is Kansas done? I mean, are they through? What do they need to do to get better? And, I mean, especially for people that like to bet college basketball, I mean, it seems like Kansas has just sort of been sweeping themselves out the door.
1: Yeah, they, they suffered a really, really bad loss at Iowa State. I think they lost by 16 points. I believe Asabuki is out for the year now for them. So, yeah, they're in tough shape. Now, the good news for them is that conference they play in, although it's a really good conference from top to bottom, the Big 12, we haven't really seen a clear uh, challenger step up. Texas Tech is phenomenal. They're uh, top-10 team. They lost a close game at Duke at Madison Square Garden, but they really still haven't played anyone. They beat, they beat uh, West Virginia in Morgantown. They beat Kansas State this weekend. They get a really tough test with Oklahoma tonight. That, that'll be a good game in that conference. And then, of course, you've got you know uh, really not a, any real clear, clear-cut challengers in that conference. But, yeah, Kansas is down. And I, I would say, if I had to guess now, I think they they limp into the uh, tournament in not a spectacular seed, probably a you know a, a uh, gosh they could be as low as a, a four or five seed if things continue to go this way. And the thing that stinks for them is they actually are hosting the regional finals of the uh, Midwest is going to be in Kansas uh, City at the Sprint Center this year, so they right. potentially had a really nice. Uh, path into the final four if they could get their act together but uh they look really lost at the moment and, and of that, course their, their their coach is on the hot seat as well He's he's been implicated in a lot of these sneaker investigations
2: and you say that about that going to the sprint center which is what you know not even an hour down the road from kansas city over to lawrence so i mean that would be for them to get in. that means their fans would travel real well with them with, you know, less than an hour drive back from, you know, coming back from Lawrence up to Kansas city to play at the sprint center. So, I mean, I think Kansas is really, uh, they've got to, they've got to get their act together and they've got to get it together quick. Like you say, to get themselves a top seed and to play in for that cha- you know, for that Midwest, for that Midwest final in that round. So, you know, we'll have to see what happens with yep. that.
0: Good
1: point. I, uh, I, I happen to hate Kansas. I'm just going to say that. i probably <laughs> offend a lot of people, but I'm uh, I'm enjoying the uh, the uh, Kansas spiral uh, downward. So uh, I probably didn't make a lot of friends with that. But I I don't like Kansas. I don't like Kansas fans, and uh, there I've said it. <laughs>
0: Good. Okay, Brian. Let's touch a let's touch a little bit just because on you know I want to talk maybe just a couple minutes every day on how we're seeing the flow of these NFL lines and games. Right now, this is what I'm seeing. People are starting. Uh, the the money's coming in on, on Indy because it looks like this. They want to make them the new Cinderella with Andrew Luck. Uh, Dallas, Dallas and um, the, the Rams, that's pretty stable at seven to seven and a half-ish. But here's the other one. All the money's coming in on these Chargers, too, against the Patriots, down to four. And then, of course, the Philly game is you know settled at eight. But I'm telling you right now, brother, everybody's high on these Chargers, and they don't think the Patriots – I think the Patriots in January, Belichick, Brady, if this game goes down to three and a half, that's it. They're going to, they're going to get me on some Patriot money on this. I don't care what they say.
1: I, uh, I I'm with the uh, public on the charges. I think the charges get it done. I love Chargers are My favorite game this weekend, the uh, you know, in terms of the, the Dallas game, man, that's a tough one. Dallas doesn't play well on the road, but I love the over in that game. I uh, that's probably the one total I really like is the over in the, what is uh, the Dallas game.
0: What is it, like 49 around there? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw
1: 49. Uh, yeah, like somewhere around there, yeah.
0: 49 not circled. Uh, They're taking big money on that one right now. All the other two of the other ones are circled. That that one is not.
1: To me, it feels like a like a shootout. Now, the, the I heard Florida Rick really make a compelling case for the Eagles in that uh, Saints game. He really – thinks the Eagles are going to be in this till the very end. And I don't disagree with them. I kind of like the Eagles a little bit. And uh, as far as the fourth game, what what game are we uh, missing? The, uh, Indy, oh, the, Indy, yeah, the Indy. Indy and the KC. Yeah, I I, I think that game's close. I, I think five and a half points goes a long way. I know our guest tomorrow, uh, the Waz, was the first one I remember this year kind of pimping Indy as a legitimate uh, contender Yeah, I yeah. did that in our preseason uh, show, so I'd really like to see what he says tomorrow. Tune in tomorrow to see uh, yeah. what Waz says after, about After that,
0: the first game. five or six games of the season, I was going to, you know, when he pimped Indy the first five or six games of the season, I was going to start drug testing these guys before they got in here, but he was sure correct. Anyways, folks, small, small little time out. We'll be back in three minutes. Fifth Street Sports.
4: Eight hundred two nine six one two five, two eight hundred two nine six, one two, five, two that's eight hundred two nine six twelve fifty
5: two Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it, for a vacation or a new car, but today withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America, according to the secret War, a new Swiss America white paper.
4: Once again, that's 800-932-5517.
0: All right, folks, we're back on Fifth Street Sports. I'm Frank Perez, and we've had... Of course, Oklahoma Brian with us on the show, my co-host. And then, of course, we got a real special little treat today with Alan Michaels from On Pit Road Racing, gave us a preview of the Chili Bowl and... You know, Alan, uh, we we're getting ready to start the season next month, right?
2: Yeah, we're getting very close. Uh, Like I said, this gets started off. The Chili Bowl really gets it started off, and then you've got the Rolex 24-hour heading to Daytona, which that features all kinds of drivers from NASCAR, Formula One, IndyCar. Uh, That gets kicked underway, and then of course uh, NHRA gets started off uh, the first weekend in February. And then we move on, uh, and then we move around the next week after that. Of course, the uh, the 63rd running of the Great American Race, the Daytona 500. And then you've got uh, IndyCar heading down into uh, St. Petersburg for the road course there. Then F1 gets started in March, too, uh, in Australia. So we're getting ready to go. And, of course, all the local tracks and everything else will get fired up according to the weather and everything else. But real quickly, Brian, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to go back to football if we could real quick. I know they said, what, five, five and a half on the indie game. I'll tell you what, I spent some time in Kansas City, my friend, and it is tough to play in Arrowhead, and the Chiefs are on a roll, man. What do you think?
1: It, it is a really, really tough stadium. It's the closest thing. That and Seattle are probably the two closest things to a to a college football atmosphere. It's absolutely insane how loud Arrowhead I've, I've been to a few games in Arrowhead myself, and I think the fans are going to be – uh completely uh jacked up now one thing that's surprising if you look at ticket prices for all four of these uh games the game in kansas city is actually the cheapest ticket of the four Uh, i got a i got a really good friend who's a a big ticket broker in the KC area he was well brian
0: we're we're running out of time here almost uh, we've got only 20 seconds for a break anyways so, uh, Brian, Well, let's, let's recap this really quick. Miami minus two. Uh, K- Cleveland plus ten. Those are from Florida, Rick. Brian likes, say, Oklahoma City minus eight. I'm going to go with Golden State and the Knicks over 232. That's our four selections for today. Guys, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening to Fifth Street Sports. We had Alan Michaels from On Pit Road Racing. Frank Perez, Oklahoma. Brian, you have a beautiful afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow, 1 p.m. 1 Pacific we we'll